Listener Production. The Aussie share market's losing streak remains intact. And find out the factors pushing the market lower at the moment. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Wednesday, the 4th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Good afternoon, Laura. Good afternoon. Losing streak isn't going anywhere, is it? It's definitely not. Didn't want to say it. I'm glad you said it. I did. Three days of losses in a row. Yep. We're on track to close at 11-month lows. Yep. Two and a half percent lower this week, month mm-hmm. and quarter. Of course, mm-hmm. we've just kicked things off after a pretty bad September as well. So, yeah. as so, you said, eleven month low. Exactly, and obviously, yesterday we did go below seven thousand points. Mm-hmm. But the last time we were below seven thousand points, except for yesterday, well, the last time we closed there was the twenty seventh of March, so about six months ago. Yeah, not a good time. Yeah, it hasn't looked great in the last few days. So we hit a six and a half month low yesterday. Today we've gone even further, as you said, to an eleven month low. So November twenty twenty two was the last time we we're around these levels, and we always used to talk about us being close to record highs in mm. late July, early August. Now we're about eight percent away. So we were within two percent away, exactly. just not even that long ago. Yeah. So things change very quickly, of course. And when we get if we're down about ten percent or so, that's when markets tend to look at this as a, a correction territory. So anything ten percent below from a relatively recent high ends up being a correction in markets. So we're not too far away from that. And there have been a few reasons and, and drivers of this, right? Like we had the US market doing poorly last night, down about one and a half percent. And one of the main things that you might see when you actually read the paper at the moment or log in online, because people don't really read <laughs> no, newspapers no one reads anymore, the do paper. They? Concerns of higher rates for longer. Yeah. The bond market's going a little hectic at the moment. Yeah. If yeah. you listen to this morning's podcast, yeah. Ryan used the perfect term for it, a bond cano. A bond cano. Yeah, I love Was that. Was it a bond nato? A bonnado, maybe. A bonnado. It's oh, like yeah, a bonnado. tornado, like yeah, a sharknado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very good. I, I literally giggled on the way to work listening into that. Even Tom did as well. I yeah. Heard a little, I heard, yeah. It's it, hard to they, get him laughing as well, right? <laughs> so that's that's quite impressive. But the US economy is proving more resilient than some had expected. So there was an update last night showing that the number of jobs available or job openings has been lifting faster than expected. Exactly. So, and this is not something that we generally would put that much emphasis no. on. You know, we'll, we're waiting for that big jobs report on Friday, but just yep. given given the current circumstances, everyone's so, sort of worried about any any sort of signals that the economy isn't cooling as much as we want it to be. And that's sort of what those job figures indicated last night with higher than expected job openings. Exactly. So 9.6 million job openings in the United States in August. That was 800,000 more than what was forecast by economists on average. So more jobs are available. Businesses are still hiring. We're going to get, as you pointed out, that official jobs report this Friday, which will be quite important. So there are concerns that if the economy doesn't slow, rates are going to keep rising. The bond market's kind of um, operating, taking that into account. And if borrowing costs keep rising, and that's the type of thing that can really just slow the US economy and global economy further. So that's kind of what one of the things that's been driving our global markets lower at the moment. Exactly right. And those bond yields actually hit their highest level since 2007, mm-hmm. which is massive for them to be at those levels. But still, even with all of these concerns, just according to the Bloomberg terminal, there's about a 30% chance of a rate hike over in the US when they meet on the 1st of November. Yeah, right at the start yeah, of next month yeah, and at exactly. the end of this month in Europe. Yeah. Um, which will be another big one to watch as well. We also just had the Reserve Bank of New Zealand keeping rates on hold. That was widely yeah. expected at 5.5%, but they did 
have that hawkish tone. There's that word again, using animals, basically, you know, implying that there could definitely be more rate hikes down the track. So interest rates may need to remain at restrictive levels for a more sustained period of time is what they said in that statement. But yep, another hold. Yep. So we've just closed. The ASX 200 is down by or close 53 points or around three quarters of a percent lower to 6,890 points. And we've got 10 of 11 sectors in the red. The only sector lifting at the moment, the utilities, Mm, which is... Not surprising. Yeah. I mean, it's a defensive area of markets, by far the smallest as well. So it's one and a half percent of the the ASX 200. There's like three stocks in the utility sector. (laughs) Origin Energy. Yep. AGL. AGL. And, and APA. APA, that's right. They're yes. the only three, so you can't put much weight into that. Yeah. <laughs> a handful of gold miners doing okay today, it seems, mm. like Remelia, Silver Lake, Evolution, Gold Road. But gold prices have kind of been falling with some of the other commodities recently as well. But in the lithium space, Liontown? Yes, exactly. So Liontown really received quite a bit of attention today, and it has been in recent time as we keep talking about the richest person in Australia, Gina Reinhart, buying up a stake mm. in the company. That's mm. continued. So Liontown shares up about 0.7% today. Ms. Reinhart has basically increased her stake to 14.7% of the group. A few days ago, that was 12%. So again, something which could complicate the takeover that's on the table for Liontown of $6.6 billion by one of the or the world's largest the world's, lithium yeah, giant, Albemarle. Albemarle, exactly right. So that's certainly one to watch. Aurora shares were on my radar as well today. That's the company that makes packaging for beverages like wine, spirits, beer bottles and stuff like that. So there was news that their takeover deal has progressed. It was just earlier in September that they announced they'll buy out French bottle maker company Saverglass for $2.16 billion. And they did a capital raise to to raise about half of that money. So basically getting money from investors and that will go towards buying the company. So on the news of that progress, its shares did lift by 2.3% today. Yeah. And uh, dividends still in focus. I mean, we're obviously not getting the same type of deals we had in prior weeks, but still CSL, the largest stock in the healthcare sector is paying out its dividend today, Southern Cross Media as well. And then we had KMD Brands, the group behind Kathmandu and Ripcurl. They're trading ex-dividend today, along with Ridley Corp. Yep, it's worth mentioning as well that Qantas shares have hit their lowest levels in over a year. And of course, there's a lot of controversy around this stock at the moment. They're under, you know, the watchdog's eye, the competition regulator, and they've fallen for the past three months. It shares down almost 20% so far this year. But if we look ahead, there's a few things coming out of the US tonight. We have those private sector employment figures coming out. That'll be usually not closely watched, but it probably will be something that's closely watched. We'll also get U.S. factory orders, which are expected to lift slightly in an update on services over in the U.S., which is currently in expansionary territory because it's a number above 50. So it's last month it was 54.5 in September. So we'll see how their services sector is going. Yeah. One of the reasons why data in the U.S. is important is every time we see an update that shows economic strength there, markets are getting worried that there could be more rate hikes in the bond markets reacting. And that in turn is hurting equity or share markets too. We also have the European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde talking tonight, so that will be one to watch. And US markets, at the moment at least, this can change, but seems set for a little bit of a decline later on this evening. Tomorrow, a couple of things to watch, but it's not going to be overly busy, is it? No, not overly busy. We have some international trade numbers coming out household spending indicator and a few companies paying out their divs. So West Farmers will pay out a total of $1.2 billion. That's a dollar and three cents per share for those that hold that. We also have Fletcher Building, Breville, Gold Road Resources, Atlas Alteria, 
Medibank and plenty others paying out their div as well. Yep, exactly. But our markets are probably still going to be mostly driven from things that are happening overseas at the moment. So it's unlikely to, to change on Thursday. And just lastly, a quick reminder that China continues to have their week-long public holiday, so their markets are remaining shut. That's the Shanghai Stock Exchange. Lucky. Lucky, Lucky, I know. I wish I was on a (laughs) week-long holiday. Exactly right. Well, on that note. We'll chat again tomorrow, friends. Let's do it. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.